0: Previously, on Too Close to Home.
1: On episode one, we got to meet the charming and delightful Catherine Knight. Hear all about her wonderful childhood and very supportive family. (laughs) We got to meet her first husband. And we got to see and experience her first crazy rampage with her multiple mental health hospitalizations. Let's get it. So expertly was it done that after post-mortem examination, the skin was able to be re-sewn onto Price's body in a way which indicated a clear and appropriate, albeit grizzly,
2: methodology. Her first, <laughs> just a first of many. First of <laughs> many. <laughs> she's already my favorite. I love her. <laughs> she's a vibe.
1: <laughs> mm.
2: <gonna love> <laughs> All men need to be worried about us right now. <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm not saying she's correct in a lot of this. Absolutely not. Is she a feminist, though? Feels like it. Yeah. Jane will let no man hold her or her knives down. Nope. Not her babies. <laughs> <laughs> this is Jen.
1: This is Becky.
2: And this is Too Close to Home, part two, part Catherine two. Knight. <laughs> oh, yeah. And before I forget.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Salsas. Salsas. <laughs> of course, old Wikipedia. All that's interesting. The Daily Mail from the UK news article. Catherine Knight, uh, Ranker.com, last podcast on the left, episode 329 and 330, and the expert witness, a second dose examinations of crimes, drugs, and poisons by forensic toxicologist, Dr. William Allender.
2: Okay, you went with the sources, sources, girl. I did, I did.
1: (laughs) And I used those same sources for part one and part two. So, we left off. We were just to her meeting of John's Chillingsworth.
2: Is this her love of her life? No. Oh. Mm -mm. Does she have a love of her life besides her knives? I don't think so. Okay. I figured. I
1: don't (laughs) think so. She never said she did And she didn't appear to love any of these men, so.
2: Could you imagine? She takes those knives everywhere. In the shower. Uh Uh-huh. Taking a shit. In the baby stroller. In the baby. (laughs) (laughs) Here, hold Cleaver. (laughs) (laughs) He's
1: my favorite. (laughs) So she met John Chillingsworth in 1997 at a bar. Now, John is the only one who didn't know this bitch was crazy. Mm. He had previously lived out of town for the last 15 years. So he didn't know. He knew of the Knight family, but he didn't know that Catherine See, was. See, that's
2: why he being nosy helps. Okay. Exactly. Don't matter if you move away from that town. You need to keep abreast in case you do come back. that exactly. It could save your life. And where are your friends? Exactly. Where are your friends? Nobody, nobody was thinking of him. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. They probably. I hate that motherfucker. See, l- let him talk to Catherine. Let he him.
1: thought he was so good he could move out of town.
2: Mm, mm. Bougie ass.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All he knew about Catherine is she was a fun time and she loved to bang. Sounds what consistent with everybody
2: know? else's vision of her. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> she has a great time. Within just a few weeks of meeting her, she. Was pregnant with this child. Ooh. Yeah. They had a child, Eric, which was her first son. She'd only had daughters up to this point.
2: She doesn't have any of her kids still, does she? Oh, she got all the babies. Oh, my God. wood. Yeah.
1: Hmm.
2: Now, he actually wanted
1: to move in with her, and she refused to let him move in. Mainly because she said, quote, I like my house the way it is. And I'm going to tell you, I ain't mad at you. No. I Feel that I feel that too.
2: You know what? I remember being single and living on my own. I'm at a little place that I paid $75 a month for, <laughs> and <laughs> it was great. Nobody made a mess, Mm-mm. I nobody to...
1: controlled the thermostat.
2: It was a blessing.
1: I didn't have to tiptoe around at any time at night to be quiet. Yeah,
2: fantastic. Okay, sorry. Sorry, mad Jim. I mean, I love you guys, Jimmy, but. <laughs>
1: She also didn't want to lose her welfare checks. So that was also in there.
2: Money talks, babe.
1: At this time... So her mother had passed away a few years previous. And at this time, she'd inherited her mom's home. And that's where she was living. She had decorated the home with a ton of stuffed taxidermy animals, skulls, skins of animals, anything of the morbid and macabre, if you will. She was... mm -hmm. She said the dead
2: cheered her up. Not me sitting over here while I'm looking at all my dead things. A German psychiatrist said she
1: had necrophilius, which is a love of the dead. And that is what I was going to say you shared with
2: her. I do. I do. I do, do, girl. He solidified it. I have an actual necrophilius. Not to be confused with the necrophiliac. Necrophiliac. (laughs) It is in no
1: way any kind of sexual feelings towards the dead. It's just, it is just a love of it. A love of the goals and the things that you have. It's just a love of that sort of thing. Some people like Ray Dunn. I like dead shit. <laughs> exactly. Just so you know, there is a clinical diagnosis for it, and that is necrophilius. We are twinning,
2: basically. Like I said, they don't want to have sex with the dead. They just love to possess the dead. I possess all those little spirits on my on my shelves.
1: But <laughs> they also compared it to Fred West mm. because Fred West was said to have necrophilia too.
2: Really? Mm-hmm.
1: And I was like, "Oh, interesting," because I very vividly remember covering him, yes. covering
2: him. Oh, Fred West!
1: And it was because he seen people as objects, not as people, and he felt that when he murdered them, he owned them, like they yeah. were his. Which yeah. All is. my murder
2: victims are. owned. I mean, sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to say that. It's just a joke, guys. <laughs> I was like, it was all
1: cute to compare Jennifer until we brought Fred West into it.
2: <laughs> but, uh... Don't go digging in my backyard.
1: Oh, I will not. <laughs> <laughs> and if my dog starts de- digging, I will stop him immediately. I will not go over and go, hey, boy, what you looking for? Did you <laughs> find something in there? Is that a chicken bone? I'm, I'm like, get the fuck. Come on. We're going to go. Stop digging. <laughs> come, on, come on. You're going to get me fucking killed. <laughs> So you pull that phone up, it is a wrap.
2: We don't get to leave after that. No, it's it's it. You want to go too? You ever want to beg and treat again? Mm.
1: Yep. As we said before, she always liked men who were smaller than her so that she could abuse and control him. But he was the first man that was bigger than her. Oh. So the documented... Incidences of violence against him were not as much because she just couldn't. He probably
2: could hold his own. Yeah, he was taller than her. He and was that bigger probably than her. turned her on more. She's like, you can beat my ass.
1: I don't know. She pretty much just liked the whoop ass.
2: A two. <laughs> <laughs> bubblegum and kick asses, and I'm all out of bubblegum. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Catherine claimed that he beat her all the time.
1: He very openly admits to hitting her one time. He said they were driving down the road. She broke his glasses, punched him in the face. So he turned around and gave her an old bop back to the face. I mean. Which. That's a reflex. I'm sorry. You hit me in the face. I'm the back. My mom always said, don't step to a man unless you want to get treated like a man. That's true. I mean. That is absolutely true. <laughs> so you going to punch him in the face, especially when he's driving and you broke his glasses? Mm-mm. Not okay. Mm-mm. And it really is not. I, I don't care if it's a male or a female. It's never okay to be abusive. All jokes aside, I know Jennifer and I are. Make a lot of jokes, but it's never okay to abuse never. anybody. You
2: I keep your hands to your fucking self. Amen. We learned that at a very young age, and some people decide they want to forget it. Nah. Not dog. Not cool. Mm-mm. Another important note is her kids backed
1: all of her claims, saying that all these men abused her. It, but she was very abusive to them.
2: Oh, yeah. But one does not beget the other. Like, you know, uh, two wrongs don't make a right, you know? Right. Her family had the mentality
1: of, you always have your family's back no matter what. And if you haven't gotten a clear picture of her family yet, let me paint it for you, okay? Okay, Picasso. (laughs) I like it. If you've ever lived in a small town or grown Mm -hmm. up in a small town, you know that there's usually one or two families that everybody knows. They've been around forever. They're kind of the family that a lot of the workers are a blue-collar workers maybe their family owns some mechanic shops or a Mm -hmm. construction business everybody knows who they are they're known to be a little rowdy a little rough you kind of know it's like hey that's the Smith boys in their family you don't fuck with them you see them just go the other way don't try to fight them or nothing there's a whole fucking clan of them and they're all ready to fucking fight clan maybe not the right word (laughs)
2: <laughs> well hope. if you're in the south it might be the right one. <laughs> might be <laughs> there was one in the little town we lived in and they lived they're the young's family and they lived on young's island and you don't go over and fuck around in young's island that was the night family okay
1: <laughs> and so they might beat the shit out of each other and be abusive and dysfunctional but y- y- you know kind of the same concept of like my boys will fight with each other but then they got each other's back if someone tries to mess Mm -hmm. with them. Only I beat my sister,
2: okay? Right. But this was dysfunctional. This was not the normal... No, 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 no. So... I haven't come across anything that's normal in this case. No, no. Not (laughs) yet. Except for collecting dead things. That's perfectly fine. (laughs) (laughs) And... I mean, Jimmy's dead inside, okay? That's why we're married. (laughs) It's true.
1: (laughs) Ah. And when you think of this family... A lot of times when you think of small town families like that, you think of it's more like the men, like stay away from, like I said, the Smith boys or whatever. But it was the women, too. They were just as feared as the men because Mm. they were just as fucking big
2: and just fucking rough and tumble. And homegirl would go down and throw down with men like, "Mm, I'm stepping to that. You fuck around, you find out. And I'm not about to. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Nope. Like I said, there wasn't a lot of documented abuse or anything with him.
1: And their relationship ended after three years. And that was after night once again left him because she started having an affair with a man named John Charles Thomas Price. So now we're going to get into him. <laughs> Mr. Price was born on April 4th, 1955 and he was known by the nickname Pricey.
2: Everybody called him Pricey. I love how <laughs> these nicknames are so creative. Yeah, they are. He's got one leg. Let's call him Hoppy. His last name is Price. kind of Pricey. pricey. <laughs> He's got a Y on everything.
1: <laughs> and... We will, for all future purposes, refer to him as Pricey. Because I just like
2: it. Yeah. I a vibe. A kind of vibe. I caught a vibe. I'm never going to call him anything else. No. Price who? No. Pricey. <laughs> Get it. Mm. He was known as just a fun,
1: laid-back guy. He's one of those guys that you said you always knew when he really liked you because he would, like, cut the jabs at you. You know how, like, you'll pick at your friends. Oh, yeah. that you really like. He's that kind of guy. He was the father of three children, and his own marriage had ended in 1988. When him and Catherine met up, he knew all about her past. He knew she was batshit crazy.
2: I didn't really. You probably up. heard the other shit too that she, she liked, liked to apologize. To, oh, on oh, her yeah. knees. Mm-hmm. He knew she liked to
1: root. She was a rooting girl. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that I think is important to mention at this point is I had said earlier that Catherine never drank. When she met Pricey, she started drinking. Mm. She became. The fun girl at the bar, the rum and coke girl, but very laid back in a good way.
2: Oh, thank God.
1: Yeah. Oh, whew. but I just feel like it's important to know that's that, two
2: different extremes that you could have went.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that this is when alcohol was introduced into her life. Okay, because we already know she's crazy, but she would never drank. And you mix crazy and you mix drinking, it's usually
2: not going to end well. And somebody who's like mentally, yeah, Uh unstable.
1: And spoiler alert, it doesn't. end well. <laughs> they said that when she first started drinking, that she actually lightened up and was a lot of fun to be around, which. I mean, it does me too. <laughs> me too. I'm fun as hell. I'm right. not. You know, some people are, like you said, it goes one of two ways. They're either fun, carefree when they're, or they're drunk or, or they're, they're mean. real dicks. She was
2: fun and carefree. They said it was actually like a good thing when like she Like, Catherine, drinking. why did you not do this before now? <laughs> yeah. Someone get this woman a Chardonnay. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> out of his three children, the two year old daughter remained with his former wife, but the two older children came to live with him. Again, Pricey was aware of her violent reputation, but she moved on into his house anyway in 1995. By all accounts, they said he really seemed to love her. He even had a nickname for her because, as you previously mentioned, they all got nicknames. <laughs> but hers was the speckled hen. Because she would get really red faced, especially when she was drinking and she had freckles.
2: That's me. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing <laughs> I <I'm> got. <coming. laughs> Twins. You her spirit animal. I write. Her spirit person.
1: <laughs> but it's also to me important thing to know that he adamantly are uh, openly admitted that he never stopped loving his first wife. So, you know, he's... Obviously- we all
2: have that one friend that's married to a guy that's like... Very obviously talks about a past spouse that's like fantastic. And everyone's like, girl. Girl. <laughs> in case you didn't know, that's what a red flag looks like flapping in the wind. <laughs> in all its glory. <laughs> well,
1: this was his. <laughs> the thing that got in the way of their relationship for Catherine was his kids. The kids did not particularly care for her mainly because she weirded them out. (laughs) Why you ask? Well, let me let you know. The thing that really weirded them out the most was how absolutely certain Catherine was that she had been abducted by aliens. (laughs)
2: Because this bitch just keeps
1: surprising you every turn. Why?
2: How? I want to hear her story because I, aliens are real. We they have to be. There's got to be something out there. It might be just like a germ, alien, or it could be an actual, you know, uh, Area 51. Whatever. Marcus said on last podcast on the left that he would pay an obscene amount of money. To hear from her mouth the story of her being abducted by AIDS. Absolutely. I'm like, I'll contribute to that fun. I literally went to the tag office this week and they were like, there's a $3 transaction for using cards. And I was like, that's fine. I can handle it. I'm a baller. (laughs) (laughs) And the guy goes, making credit card receipts rain. (laughs) I would pay an obscene amount of money (laughs) to hear her tell the story of it. It would be so good.
1: And I know, I already know what you were thinking, Jen, and everybody else listening. The only thing that was missing from this story was aliens. <laughs> <laughs> but
2: don't fret. They're here. Finally! <laughs> I didn't even like this story till now. Oh, damn it.
1: Jimmy, he said it. What? We're also missing Sasquatch. And oh, sorry, yeah. spoiler alert, he does not show up in this one.
2: Um, nor his brother. <laughs> nor his brother. No, nor his bad brother. Damn his it. bad boy brother. <laughs> I love a bad boy. But... She
1: did believe her uncle, so she had an uncle who was a champion horseman of some sort, raising them, riding them, I don't know, and she Something idolized equestrian. Him. <laughs> some sort, yes. Something with horsies.
2: <laughs> Something with
1: horsies. I'm over here equestrian. Horsies! <laughs> For those of you that are not as educated as Jennifer is, and you're on I my level. I literally just have a high school education. That means horsies. Okay. <laughs> My (laughs) vernacular is not quite as exquisite as hers. Okay,
2: but bitch, you could do a CT scan like (laughs) no other.
1: (laughs) She idolized this uncle, but he had committed suicide a few years earlier. But she did believe that his ghost still visited her. So, yes, aliens and ghosts. I so is she (laughs) mean? I like to present a very well-rounded story. (laughs) Encompasses all.
2: Within the macabre world. we all the box. Taxidermy. Check. Ghost. Check. Aliens. Check. Knives. Check. Murder. Check. 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 <laughs> We're just not there yet. Wait wait for the next check. Wait oh, for the next. There's more, honey. <laughs> we ain't done yet. <laughs> this is going to be a long list.
1: When Pricey wouldn't marry her because she wanted to get married. I feel like this is a trend. you going to marry me. <laughs> she stole some of his money went and bought herself an engagement ring and put a ring on it.
2: (laughs) So, ladies, if he won't, you just steal his money and go buy your own engagement ring. I mean, it's basically the same thing as getting down on your knee. Exactly. (laughs) You're just putting it down on his knees so you can peg him. (laughs) (laughs) You're trying to find a way to reintroduce that, huh? You want me to say it again, don't you? (laughs)
1: During the break, Jennifer (laughs) brought up pegging. And I told her, I just recently learned that word. My amazing husband taught it to me when he asked me to do it to him. (laughs) J.K., he did not. And he's probably going to be pretty mad when he hears me say that.
2: (laughs) Never happens. Fake news. (laughs) (laughs) Swear to God, guys. Look, whatever your kink is, is your kink. But that's not ours. (laughs) It's just for the comedy. Just for comedy. Just for comedy. 'Cause this is a this is a rough one. <laughs> like I
1: said, in other words, if he won't put a ring on it, just make him. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. We do not condone stealing or robbing any anybody. Don't
2: pull a Cardi B. Don't. Don't don't roofie them or knock the fuck they probably probably hold on. Kunk. <laughs> He's asleep. He'll be down for a while. <laughs> Let's go to Hellsburg. <laughs> Shockingly,
1: even though she went and got her own engagement ring, he still wouldn't marry her. (laughs) (laughs) When he wouldn't marry her, she decided the next best thing would be to attack him at his most vulnerable and most important thing in his life, his job.
2: Oh, I thought you were going to be like most vulnerable position like Tyrion (laughs) lannister get shot on the shitter. (laughs) He had been a minor for. 17 years
1: and was making six figures a year. Yeah. Okay, miners, get it. Right? Night framed price. Framed is, I'm not sure it's the correct word, <laughs> but we're going to go with it because that's what I initially typed. Um,
2: <laughs> I don't have time to think for another word. Okay, thanks. <laughs> I have CTs to do. <laughs>
1: Knight framed Price for stealing expired first aid kits from his job. Now, he did take these first aid kits, but they were expired ones they had thrown into the dumpster. And he went outside, got in the dumpster, and got them out.
2: So, is it stealing? There's a lot of debate on that because Alta um, and them, when their stuff expires, they'll throw it out the trash can. And there are people that are going and fishing this shit out of the trash can and using it. Which would not be something I would do, but I know that there's a lot of people who do do that, I guess. I feel attacked because I would totally take. (laughs) They're 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 still in the package and clothes, right? They're doing those and testers. I don't want no testers. No. Do you know how many eyeballs has been up in that eyeshadow? They actually, I saw a video where they are using the testers, all the testers in the store are actually used on people's faces when they pay for getting their face done at Ulta. And I was like son no thank you that's how you get pink eye you exactly pink how eye? you get pink eye
1: <laughs> exactly like literally if you open a dictionary that will be in there under the waist <laughs> to contract it <laughs> but i digress
2: <laughs> <laughs> sorry
1: shouldn't <laughs> forgot me on a tangent <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking of all the uncleanliness of pink eye being spread around <laughs> and it is not comfortable my friends <laughs> it hurts then y'all be rubbing your motherfucking eyes, touching doorknobs, and then I get that shit. <laughs> so just stop it. Cut it out. <laughs> anyway, back to the story. So he got in the garbage, stole the first aid kits. So he got fired for it. And for fuck's sakes, they were expired and thrown away. I mean, seriously. 17 years, he had worked his way up and was making six figures a year. And let me tell I mean, you. Honestly, what the hell were y'all go- it's going to the dump anyways? And what this crazy bitch did was she got her video camera out, filmed, made a video of all the expired kits, and then gave it to his bosses. And they said, was it an overreaction to fire him? Sure, it could be seen that way, but their company policy stated you could not take anything, so their hands were kind of tied on what they could do. And when he got fired, not only did he lose his job, but he lost his pension as well. Oh my now, God. Oh, I sh- would want to kill a bitch then. Thank you. That was my reaction. <laughs> like, all right. Lose my job is one thing. Lose my fucking retirement 17 years. Oh, bitch.
2: You fully vested you at that cut. point, brother. Mm-mm. That's
1: how Knifey backstabs you. <laughs>
2: and Knifey becomes my bitch. I know friend. where those bitches are too. Mm-hmm. Right above the bed. <laughs> 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 he
1: kicked her ass out. But a few months later, They started seeing each other again. Because of the rooting. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? All of his friends told him if he went back, something terrible was going to happen. But
2: maybe that's what he was hoping for. Maybe he was like, I don't want to commit my own suicide. So, Catherine, want to do this?
1: (laughs) I don't got a retirement now.
2: Not much love. (laughs) What the fuck do I have to live for? (laughs) However, this time he refused
1: to let her move back into the house. And, Wise
2: decision. Wise decision. I don't
1: know. <laughs> should have never been seeing her regardless of what the situation was. Nah. According to friends and neighbors, Knight's violence then began to escalate when he wouldn't let her move back in. As if we're not already at a... I mean, like... Yeah. When does the escalator end? Because it just keeps... This is when he started showing up to work with bruises. And his friends actually started making bets about... What he was gonna show up with, how Catherine was gonna fuck him up today. So, like, you think he's gonna have a black eye, or you think he's just gonna have some bruises on his arms, or what? They were literally making bets because that's how much he was getting beat up by her at home.
2: Which is, it's a twofold thing. Like, it's kind of funny in the fact that, you know, people will do that to their co-workers, or anything. What you want to bet this bitch is going to come in and hungover over with three club things on her wrist. like Right. Silly things like that. But then it's not funny because it's extremely abusive. And I think that uh, abuse against men is something that's not commonly talked about. I agree. And, you know, I,
1: I don't think that men, all they know how to do is make funny you because you're getting your ass
2: beat, opposed to reaching out to help you. Yeah, like uh, men... Most of the time, if their buddy starts crying, it's like a, ooh, yeah. pat, 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 want a beer? Pat, 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 you want to go to the strip club? Pat, 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 like, <laughs> what can I do to make this feel better? Or at least for you to forget it just for a little bit, because right. this is making me feel weird.
1: Yeah. And so what do they do? They just make bets about him. Yeah. She said that at this point when they got back together, he told her, per her, quote, that if they got back together, it was to the death. She felt, though, after he didn't let her move in, she was still owed his house. This was a big contention point between them. She wanted his home, and he was like, "Nah, bitch, this ain't for you." What? What world did? Like, <laughs> like this was my. You did. You lived here for this long. Well, she was owed it because, quote unquote, she was putting up with him.
2: Okay, so should I own, like, Apple because I put up with their bullshit and keep yeah. buying the iPhone? I mean, okay. the logic is correct, <laughs> Catherine's logic is correct, yes. For real. Jimmy, you owe me fucking everything. Oh, no, wait, I owe you. You deal with me. It's not that <laughs> wait, way. Sam, <laughs> Sorry, he's entitled to everything. The motherfuckers are going straight to heaven when they die. <laughs>
1: but his house was very important to him and it was something he was saving to give to his kids note to boot she was crazy mm-hmm so everything came to a head this was kind of the point of contention the straw that broke the camel's back if you will okay it came to a head when one day pricey paid a guy he knew a case of beer to bring over and set up one of those bouncy castles so the guy had a bouncy castle and pricey was like hey i'll give you a case of beer come set it up let the kids play in it for a day you know be like if i own it and you're like hey Hey, we can set that up, you know, like a friend thing.
2: Yeah. Can I borrow it? And then I just give you a case of beer and you just.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, for whatever reason, Catherine didn't want them to have the bouncy castle and have a good time, I guess, because she didn't like the kids because the kids didn't like her because she was abducted by aliens. (laughs) (laughs) It's not saying that go that way. (laughs) So Catherine gets drunk and then accuses. Pricey's kids of molesting her children. Which apparently was something that she would do throughout life. It's just randomly accuse people
2: she got mad at of molesting her kids. That's so fucked up because what if your kids say that one time and it did happen and then nobody believes them? your mama says that shit all the time. That ain't never fucking happened. Exactly. Oh my god.
1: So her his daughter in a what I can only describe as a Jennifer moment, <laughs> walks over to the table and she starts looking around at the plates and she picks up of the glass plates and she says, whose plate is this? And she knew that it was Catherine's plate and Catherine said, it's mine. And she walked over to her and said, how about you fuck off before I bust this plate over your head?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> and if that ain't the most Jennifer thing I ever heard. <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> That's exactly what I would saying. <laughs> this was the one time that Catherine didn't fight back. Said she
2: just bounced out. I am an oppressive presence.
1: <laughs> I don't know if she just, maybe his daughter had the crazy look in her eye when she threatened to bust that plate over the head. Sometimes the shock of someone who, if JJ ever walked up to me and said something like that, I, I'd be like, what? right because it would be so out of character for him to speak
2: like that you know you be like oh, you okay I'm like I'm sorry
0: yeah <laughs> exactly
2: <laughs> you know what excuse me that's my bad <laughs> yes
1: this is what kicked off that great escalation after this point Pricey's friends said they started seeing stab wounds on him and that she would say she was like cutting something up in the kitchen and was like holding the knife and he walked and tripped and fell into it
2: like, seven times? Mm-hmm. Bah. You need to get that <laughs> stumble checked out. <laughs> God damn. At one point,
1: she made a makeshift voodoo doll of him. It wasn't called a voodoo doll. It was the Australian one, um, or, but I use voodoo because we're all more familiar with that.
2: hmm
1: Covered it in some of his semen that she had saved.
2: And I don't know sp- why. I just imagined her opening up like a medicine cabinet and there being jars upon jars. <laughs> and I'm like... That she scooped out. Is she like milking them? Because <laughs> you know that she was a freak. <laughs> <laughs> they probably are <were> like, whatever <laughs> you say, as long as you're doing it. Maybe she was spitting it in the jar. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Good times.
1: <laughs> so she would take this collected semen, <laughs> <laughs> smear it on the doll to give it power.
2: Use a spatula just use her
1: <laughs> you know they didn't get into detail but in my mind i imagine her using two <laughs> fingers like getting some Ponds uh-huh. cold cream out and <laughs>
2: <laughs> a dollop will do you i told y'all this was <laughs> a very bordering on mushroom stamp episode we're we'll never gonna we're never gonna be the podcast that doesn't give you the details no we won't <laughs> so if you're here for it welcome <laughs> Stay a while. If it not, gets better. You might wanna just skip the whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> there is no like fifteen seconds past this. It's, it's completely all th- Yeah. It's nothing but downhill from this point, guys. <laughs> We've we have reached the apex and we are now transcending down. And at and at the end is a broken railroad track and yes. uh just a cavern of nothing. Well, down there on that railroad track is the baby, but don't worry Ted's gonna get him <laughs>
1: old Ted. Baby, what you doing out there? <laughs> you
2: need you it's crazy.
1: <laughs> Around January of 2000, this is when Catherine starts telling her brother she's going to kill Pricey and his kids and that she's going to get off on it because
2: she's just going to tell people she's crazy. You know, honey, that does... You can't be telling people your plans. <laughs> so what brings all evil villains down? They announce their plans. Just to show how me
1: and Jennifer have a <laughs> vibe, my next line says, News alert. Bitch is crazy. She also getting too loose lip telling this to other people. (laughs) Loose lip sinks. ships. Word. The Navy didn't say that for no reason. Okay. (laughs) That's right. This will bite her in the butt later on. Shocking. (laughs) So in February of 2000, an argument between Pricey and Catherine accumulated to her attempting to stab him in the chest. Not one of these... Little sk- stabs that he previously had. Because we're just going to refer to those as little stabs. She was trying to take homeboy out. And this
2: was finally the last straw for him. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I, She says me, my legs and arms, but it's not fatal. So not a big now. But that chest, that's where I... That's it. But you know what? I
1: forget, and I am as guilty as American society is, of remembering that men become the same as women mm-hmm. you know women get the battered syndrome where it becomes commonplace that to those of us looking in we're like fuck it took that but you also the stereotype then. of the
2: crazy girlfriend that became the stereotype for a reason because there are pe- men that go through like and they don't know even how to leave and, right. and nobody does anything but make fun of them for it yeah, yeah. yep just social corner with uh
1: Becky and Jen. (laughs) This being the last straw for him, he kicked her out and she told him, I'll leave if you give me $10,000 or the house. Homeboy finally had enough and was like, bitch, you ain't getting a motherfucking thing. Direct quote. (laughs) Oh, I thought you were going to be like, bitch, you have it. (laughs) No, He was like, "Uh uh-uh, no. So, homeboy got in his car and this is now February 29th And he goes down to the SCOME magistrate's court and goes to take out a restraining order. They tell him that it's going to take three weeks for the restraining order to go through. Damn. His co-workers begged and pleaded with him, do not go home. Not that a restraining order is going to stop anybody from doing anything to you, but it would have gotten her out of the house. Yeah. And she was in his house at this time and he couldn't get the bitch to leave. So if he had the restraining order, then the police could have come and made her leave. Yeah. That afternoon, Price told his co-workers, if I don't come to work tomorrow, it's because she murdered me. And despite their pleas that Price did not return home,
2: despite the fact he was afraid, he still went home. What kind of drama-ass motherfucker if I go home and I don't come back to work tomorrow, I'm dead. Don't go home. No, I have to. But (laughs) he said the reason he
1: went back home is because his kids were there. Oh, shit. And yeah. if he didn't go, she would kill
2: them. Yeah. Yeah. I can totally so, fucking see that I know. shit. As I was feeling
1: all that until I got to that part. And then I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, I get it. you will do anything for your kids, man. Mm-hmm. On February 29th, 2000, Catherine woke up and she had three jobs to do for the day. Say goodbye to her loved ones. Lay the groundwork for her legal defense and murder John Price
2: ambitious. If this is not irony, I don't know what is. Oh my God. Shoot. Hold on a second. You know that TikTok where she goes, Oh, you crazy. You crazy girl. I feel like you should use that on <laughs> something about gathering night. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. That just popped in my head. I was like, I have to tell her right now. <laughs> you crazy girl.
1: <laughs> <laughs> use that on this TikTok that I make for this episode. The irony part here. She went to her friend Gert's house. Gertie?
2: Gertie
1: <laughs> in that homegirls name. Yeah. yeah. Old Gertrude. She went over to her house in the morning and went to talk to her about how Pricey had been so abusive to her. She said that they had gotten into a fight and it was because she had said something about his mother. So apparently that was like her dig when they would get fighting and she couldn't really like piss him off as she'd start bad mouthing the mom. She said he grabbed her by the breast and just started pulling
2: on him. <laughs> Sorry, that just <laughs> which I'm like, what? Yeah. What? <laughs>
1: Before he went for her throat. And to prove this, she popped her
2: <laughs> Jesus Christ. I would burn a motherfuckers. I'd murder you. <laughs> <laughs> As proof this was
1: going on, she just flopped her boob out and showed it to her friend and she had some bruises on it. And that was where he she grabbed was pale, her by the titty, like me. Probably bruises easy. Probably sat there and just slapped the titties around a exactly little bit. Exactly what she fucking did. She then went to the police and told them the same story. She then went to her sister's house to return some horror movies. Another thing, Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> it's all adding up. <laughs> she had recently become obsessed with the movie Resurrection. In the movie, a serial killer kills his victims, dismembers them, then puts them back together as the body of Jesus Christ. I don't even think I've seen that. It's, it's uh, like a B movie. Oh. I only mention this because her defense tries to use this movie later in the trial. You know, kind of like violent games. They make oh, the yeah. the kids shoot up schools. She then went to her daughter's house with her beloved video camera. And took her grandchildren, put them on her lap, pulled out her breasts, and let the children play with them while she sung crude nursery rhymes to them. All while filming it on the video camera. All the way up until the end, this bitch is crazy. Jesus Christ. She was telling the grandchildren that she loved them, was all hugging on them, kissing on them. And they all said it was really fucking weird. I bet it was. Because, well, not even, here's the thing. They weren't even talking about the weird part with the breast out and singing the nursery rhymes. The being nice.
2: (laughs) That's what I was like. I'm like, I I could see her doing that with the titties. (laughs) But the kindness. Mm. Somebody's got cancer. Trying to get right with Jesus. (laughs) Right. (laughs) She then asked her daughter to
1: watch her younger children that night. And her daughter, as she was leaving her daughter, jokingly said to her, I hope you aren't going home to kill Pricey and yourself. Uh. Yeah, because, you know, she was acting so weird. She was like, why are you loving on everybody and doing all this?
2: You ain't going home. I mean, it's cool and everything. but Yeah.
1: John Charles Thomas Price came home from work and followed his usual routine of checking in with the neighbors before going to bed at 11 p.m. Knight came home shortly after, made dinner for herself, watched Star Trek on TV, showered, and then the best sentence of the entire piece, went upstairs and put on a a black negligee that she bought at the thrift store earlier that day. (laughs)
2: Oh my god, she's one of those people. Okay, okay. I always wondered, there are people who buy underwear and shit like that from the Goodwill. There is a panty rack, okay? Never seen anyone pick one up. This feels right for her. Okay? It does, does it? Very on, on um, brand, you know? bro, I
1: love a thrift store. I, I do too. I love a good find there. I love antique stores, flea markets, you name it. Love it. Never have I ever purchased lingerie <laughs> or panties.
2: Like, how do I not know that that's been jizzed on, a, like, a zillion times in, like, a We a already know
1: about the semen rubbed on the voodoo doll. I don't need to know about her dirty semen lingerie from the <laughs> thrift store. Kaka. <Caca. laughs> no offense to any of you out there if that's your thing. But. Do you, boo? It's just not from me.
2: I just. It's a black necklace. Story, buy- so white would show up pretty clearly, too. It, mm, <laughs> I'll buy clothes from there.
1: I got a ton of clothes
2: from there. I do, too. Just not. This chair I'm sitting in came from Goodwill. See? I paid $15, and I will never get rid of this. No, I love that chair. It's the best. Probably should have it clean, though. God knows. It's from the (laughs) 70s, so it probably has (laughs) been part of some kind of sex. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Ah! Probably. Yeah. No, Jimmy, no. (laughs) No. that trying mm. so she
1: slipped on that black teddy from the thrift store but <laughs> crusty black teddy and, and you were the man you were with was just making six figures so i i feel like it's not even like a i want to look sexy for my man but we ain't got no money so you're doing what you got to do which yeah. in that aspect i get it girl do you you're making do with what you have and i can put some respect on that yes
2: He was making six figures. You got no business doing that. She probably was like, you know, I got to have to look sexy, but I don't want to invest a lot. (laughs) (laughs) This is I'm murdering him anyways. So. (laughs) So why? Let's go to the Goodwill. Here we go. (laughs) So she woke up
1: Price. The two had sex. And then he got up to go to the bathroom. As he was coming back, Catherine pulled out her favorite boning knife and stabbed him in the chest. Being the first human that she'd ever tried to kill, she missed the heart. So he ran out of the room. She followed him, continuing to stab. Out of instinct, he reached for the hall light, and she continued to stab him. He did manage to make it to the front door and get it open, and just as he was about to stumble out, she stabbed him again and pulled him back inside of the house. She shut the door and threw him against the wall, and finished stabbing him for a total of 37 times. At this point. Passed away. And died there at the
2: front door. What kind of. What is that? Like literally. Had sex with this man. Then murdered him.
1: And the, the premeditation. The thought. The planning. Everything is. Just. After she was done. She showered rummaged through his wallet and took his ATM card, went to the bank, and withdrew $1,000. To this day, nobody knows what she did with the
2: $1,000. Not that that's really important, but I found maybe it Maybe Maybe bought some more boning knives, shit. <laughs> them things maybe, are expensive. You ever been to Crank and Barrel? Goddamn. Maybe a small she small fortune
1: a nice case to go bury her knives in before she had to part with them. Maybe like velvet lined or some shit? After he succumbed to his wounds... And Knight dragged his body downstairs. She made a makeshift butcher room. She set up
2: her knives and her whetstone. Oh my God, she would be really good at that then. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Just like, because most people run, I say that like I know this, but I kind of do. Most people who've never chopped up a body will say like, they didn't think about the tendons and all these other oh, things that you have to it. contend with, like the joints, um, how thick they are. But she, this is like second nature. She mm-hmm. knows. Yeah. Even if she's not completely 100% on human anatomy, she knows what to do. Oh, just wait till you know how much she knows oh what to my do. Oh Lord. These next few
1: lines, if you're a bit squeamish, you may want to hit forward for the next I I 15, can literally
2: can't, Becky. I'm right here. 30 seconds. Oh, you
1: don't get the choice,
2: honey. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> just for those
1: of you listening. <laughs> just kidding. I really want to hear it. <laughs> so go ahead and hit it now if you don't want to listen. She used a six inch carving knife and cut in one smooth line across the shoulders and then down to the pubic bone, around the genitals, and down the leg. She connected those cuts with the arms and across the top of the head. She then slowly peeled off the skin. Only one part didn't make it off, which was a piece of stubborn hair that she hacked off and threw to the side. She skinned him in one piece. One piece. She took his entire skin off his body. Better skin suit than Ed Gein. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh,
2: <no>! <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ed couldn't do it in one piece. Felt like we needed that right there. Women can do anything. She then
1: took his entire body that was skinned in one piece and hung it from a hook between in the doorway between the living room and kitchen. You could still recognize his face. As he hung on the hook. That's how good her work was. You could still tell who the fuck he was. Because his fucking face was intact. And his whole body
2: was still one piece hanging there, Jennifer. We have seen pictures of Ed Gein's work. And I have to tell you, I would have a hard time recognizing any of those people. The fact that they even recognized Bernice Warden, Not Bernice. Yeah, Bernice. No, mm-hmm. the other lady. Yeah. Um, but... The fact that they even recognized her kind of be me It was me Mary, away. wasn't it? Mary something? Yeah, Mary, Yeah, the bar lady. They they even recognized her just a little bit. I'm like, crazy. Holy shit, that's fucking terrifying.
1: It's terrifying that she was able to skin his entire body in one piece. That is fucking
2: what nightmares are made <sighs> out of. You know what's weird is that body mu- um, exhibit? When uh, <laughs> you're in there, there is... Uh, it's plastic, what plastification, and there's a body that's holding its arms out, and then the skin is over the arm, and it's the skin from that cadaver. Mm-hmm. But you would think, like, oh no, because you almost kind of doubt that any of this stuff is real, but everything in there is 100% real. And we walked up, and you could see the skin pattern, and it's not like a fake skin pattern, like right. this is legit, like a change in the elbows. And Jimmy goes, oh, there's hair. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, he would be mortified if he walked in on this then. Yes. He'd be scarred for life.
2: Yes. That just th- thinking about, like seeing all those details. Oh,
1: my God. This is another point where you may want to skip ahead 15 seconds if you're
2: queasy. She, yeah, or if you need to tap out now. Yeah. <laughs> you made Don't it that you. far. You're
1: like, oh, my God. Yeah. There's more. She then walked over and decapitated him. She used her skill from the slaughterhouse that she was able to remove his head with such skill that she didn't even nick a bone. She then took Price's head, and took it over to a pot and put it in with vegetables. When his head was found, the pot was still warm, estimated to be between 40 and 50 degrees Celsius, which is 104 to 122 degrees, indicating that the cooking had taken place in the early morning. She still had his head in the pot, steeping, if you will, on the stove. She then cut off a piece of her favorite meat, the rump, and baked it. She then cut up pieces of the body to cook in a dish with potato, pumpkin, beets, zucchini, cabbage, and squash. And then made a gravy with his drippings of his body. What was his name? What was his name? John Price. Pricey. 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 She was the real Julia Childs. Girl was she. She made. You know how when you cook meat and you have like the drippings in the pan and you can make a gravy. She made a gravy with his subcutaneous fatty tissue that had come off of his body as she was cooking it. They said, "Do when you they, think
2: that she had like a favorite recipe out of those, like a <laughs> pressy bolognese?" <laughs> Possibly,
1: maybe the gravy. <laughs>
2: They said when, when you said subcutaneous, that really put a big focus on me. That it's just like I'm thinking about it in a more medical way than meat. Because you think like fat, like, oh, okay, fat. But we're talking about epidermis and layers yes. of your body. Like, oh, my God. Well, no, God. remember, she, she she took all the epidermis off. We
1: don't got no skin, remember? She right. skinned his ass, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they said that when they went into the kitchen, you know, there was shown about pieces of like... um vegetables like you know skinning the potatoes peeling the potatoes or whatnot and um there was a cup like have have you ever cooked like um something with when you've made like hamburger meat or and then when you mix whatever is in there I don't know let's say spaghetti and there's like some extra grease so you'll use a spoon to kind of yeah she had tried to do that with the um stew that she made with his fat and there was a cup of congealed adipose tissue of his that had she had tried to Get the fat off of the stew that she was making in the cup and it had started to like bacon
2: grease. Oh my god. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do you think she used that for cakes or <laughs> <laughs> she only made the one meal. <laughs> That's right, okay.
1: But she you know was saving it for her.
2: You know. You can never have too much pricey grease around.
1: <laughs> after after she made the whole meal, she then made two settings at the dining room table along with note placards above each plate, writing each one of his children's name above it. So she made them a plate of food
2: out of their father's body. You know they say human bodies um, taste like pork? I didn't know them. Yep, it's like a lighter. It's just your necrophilia coming out. I (laughs) know, it's popping right on out.
0: Jimmy's Fun Facts. Let's try to answer the age-old question, what does human meat taste like? There are varying accounts. To quote German cannibal Armin Mivis, who ate an estimated 20 kilograms of his victim, the flesh tastes like pork, a little bit more bitter, stronger. It tastes quite good. Alternatively, journalist William Bueller Seabrook described human meat as follows. It was like good, fully developed veal, not young, but not yet beef. It was very definitely like that, and it was not like any other meat I had ever tasted. It was nearly like good, fully developed veal that I think no person with a palate of ordinary, normal sensitiveness could distinguish it from veal. It was mild, good meat, with no sharply defined or highly characteristic taste such as, for instance, goat, high game, and pork have. All accounts are extremely subjective, not to mention maybe varied based on the for lack of a better phrase, choice cut, but there is a common thread. The flesh is considered red meat, and somewhere between beef and pork in flavor.
2: But I don't. I feel like you would know there's a different flavor there. Like you, like how you could tell it's deer and not beef, right? Oh, I'm. I feel that's probably very true.
1: Because yeah. even when they said, even when the meat of a human is cooked, for lack of better words. It's much darker meat and um, obviously has a different texture and is more fatty, too. Because we're not
2: a creature to be. <laughs> no. First off, we're the apex, okay? We're the top, top.
1: Mm. Are we, though?
2: <laughs> no, not really. Aliens are.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she then made a dish for herself. Though the half-discarded contents were later in the back found in the backyard, suggesting that either she couldn't finish her meal... Of eating him, or that she had never intended for herself to eat it and had thrown out there for the dog. Oh, it was determined that it was his buttocks that she attempted to eat. And my sick ass, morbid mind, the only thing I could think was, out of all the motherfucking pieces that you won't eat, is someone's ass.
2: Yeah, like the arm muscle, like something like that. The chest,
1: the abdomen, the thighs. Where did you think that
2: was right next to the exit?
1: No, thank you. (laughs) But then again. I don't want to eat, folks, so what do I know on the matter? (laughs) She then took his beheaded, skinned corpse, propped it up in his favorite chair, crossed his legs, placed his arm on the armrest, and put a bottle, a two-liter bottle of his favorite soda in his arm. She then brewed a pot of coffee, smoked a cigarette, and took a handful of pills in a crude attempt to take her
2: own life it never stops getting weird people so i have a cup of coffee i'm going to be wide awake when i die <laughs> <laughs> i mean i i just
1: i enjoy a cup of coffee and if i knew i was about to go down for the rest of my life i'd probably want to sit down and have one more cup of coffee and a one more smoke respect
2: i'd want to just live
1: <laughs> <laughs> i would just not want to kill anybody and live yeah, yeah i agree yeah 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 at 6 a.m. the next day a neighbor became concerned That Price's car was still in the driveway. Typically, Price had been gone. They're probably like, this is it, y'all. It's happening.
2: It happened.
1: Typically, Price had been gone way before this guy even woke up. So the fact that he's up having his coffee, wandering around, and he still sees his car is disconcerting to him. When he did not arrive at work, his employer sent a worker to see what was wrong. But the neighbor and the worker tried knocking on Price's bedroom window to wake him. But they alerted police after noticing blood. They're first them. off
2: good neighbors though.
1: Yeah. Because like I sure Well you notice I, the neighbor didn't go till the coworker got. They was going in twos. Yeah. Safety and
2: numbers, friends. <laughs> Safety and numbers. They heard about Catherine. They know what's up. They do. It's gonna
0: going at least themselves. take two
2: of us, at least put the bitch down. <laughs> that way if she comes with <laughs>
1: slicey and dicey <laughs> You go left, I go right. <laughs> take zebra formation. <laughs> zick and set. zick and set, zick and set. She can only get one of us. <laughs> I hope you got your stretches in. They're like, can you send the slowest co-worker of <laughs> Police arrived at 8 a.m. The first officer at the scene peeped through the mail slot. And he saw what he thought was a set of curtains hanging in the doorway. Oh, my God. After trying to get in and all the doors were locked and seeing the blood, they broke the back door down. And that's when police found Price's body with Knight comatose from taking a large number of pills. (laughs) So I have a little excerpt from the book that I'd like to read to you. Led by Sergeant Furlonger, they entered the premise with their weapons drawn. There was blood everywhere and a large pool of blood near the entrance foyer. Then what was thought to be a blanket hanging in the doorway arch leading into the lounge Turned out to be, on closer inspection, John Price's exterior layer of skin hanging from a meat hook. Oh my God, she skinned him, one of the officers gasped. It was a human pelt. They refer to it as a pelt quite frequently. (laughs) Expertly removed in one piece. Moving further into the house, they found the victim's decapitated remains on a lounge room floor leading to the small foyer leading to the front room. The body was raw and bloodless. Given the injuries and blood loss, that was hardly surprising. The left arm of John Price's body was draped over an empty two-liter soft drink bottle and his legs were crossed. Knight had... That, that's the end of the expert. Uh, excerpt. Knight had left... It, when weekend at Bernie's got real dark. <laughs> Christ. Real fucking dark. <laughs> Knight had left a handwritten note on top of a photograph of Price, bloodstained and covered with small pieces of flesh, it read. Again, I'm gonna do my best to read this the best I can with her <laughs> lack of ability to write and spell. Time got you back, Jonathan, misspelled. For rapping, it's supposed to be raping. My doubter, it's supposed to be daughter. You to Beck, Price's daughter, for Ross, for little John. Now play with little John's dick, John Price. And that was her attempt at accusing him of molesting and that's him, why raping. She, the, yeah. Yeah. The accusation. You know that
2: bitch thought she was going to get off. Yeah.
1: And, you know, if she went around and told everybody she was going to play crazy, she probably could have got off for being crazy. The accusations in the note, needless to say, were found to be They He didn't do none of that shit. As I said, she took a bunch of pills and she laid down next to his corpse and passed out. Once she woke up, she claimed to have no memory of the night before. Despite her claims that she had no recollection of the night of John... Pricey's death, Catherine Knight was quickly charged with his murder. Two psychiatrists examined her and diagnosed her with borderline personality disorder. BPD is a serious mental disorder that can cause sufferers to have unstable behavior and moods. And people with this disorder are prone to impulsivity and often intense anger and depression, which sounds like they hit that motherfucking nail right on the head. Listen,
2: I feel like that, Guy yeah, should have been an FBI profiler, <laughs> right? Is that Catherine Knight? Yes. <laughs> Check the boxes. Cannibalism? Check. Check.
1: <laughs> Although multiple psychiatrists diagnosed Kent with both P- BPD and PTSD, mental health professionals still deemed her sane and fit to stand trial. While the judge who sentenced Knight accepted that she had BPD, he said the diagnosis did. Not explain the time and the full circumstances of the killing, which come from factors not associated with borderline personality. Mm -hmm. So he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. You got anger. You got rage. You can't really control yourself. Yeah. But brah, it doesn't align with what the fuck you did. No, not at all. Knight's initial offer to plead was to plead guilty to manslaughter, which was obviously rejected. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. Don't even come at me with that (laughs) bullshit. Mm -mm
2: -mm. For real, for real. For real. You you coming
1: at me with that? For real, for real. That's what I
2: would say if I was a judge. Cap. (laughs) And that's on God. (laughs) All right, guys, we're going to take a short break while I beat the hell out of Jennifer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She was arraigned on March 2nd, 2001, on the charge of murdering Price, to which she entered a plea of not guilty. When the trial commenced, Justice Barry O'Keefe offered the 60 jury prospects the option of being excused due to the nature of the photographic evidence, which was going to be shown.
2: You know that some people in that jury were like, I don't care about seeing it, but I have not, I don't have the time for this. Oh, I'm squeamish. (laughs) (laughs) Five people accepted. That would be, we'd be one of those five. (laughs) I don't know, because I ain't got time unless it's a a trial like this and then I got to all the time. You, how You need to sequester me, okay? Yes. I don't need nobody calling me. I want to hear everything.
1: <laughs> I mean, I could give the most detailed and Chef Kiff podcast over it because I'd have all the inside. That's
2: insider information. but Inside, ye- yes.
1: When the witness list was read out loud to the prospects, several more also dropped out after which the jury was impaneled. So a lot of people ended up leaving because of witnesses being called to testify and whatnot that they were like family with. So therefore.
2: Oh yeah. It's a small town. mm -hmm. So.
1: Knight's attorneys then spoke to the judge who adjourned to the following day. The next morning, Knight changed her plea to guilty and the jury was dismissed. She never spoke about why she just all of a sudden decided to change and say she was guilty. No reason has ever been given. And despite giving A guilty plea. Catherine Knight still refused to accept responsibility for her actions. At the sentencing hearing, Knight's lawyers requested that she be excused to avoid hearing some of the facts of the case. But the judge was like, oh, hell nah, son. She gonna listen. Direct quote. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) hell. When Timothy Lyons took the stand and described the skinning and decapitation, Knight became physically hysterical and had to be sedated. Bitch, please. She was escorted to prison that day, and the judge ordered that her papers be marked, her papers are literally marked, never to be released. For the first time in history, a woman in Australia was given a life sentence without parole. And for as far as I could find, no woman has been given it since. She's the only woman in Australia to ever be given a life sentence without parole. Like, and to straight up be written in ink on her paper to never be released is on her motherfucking file.
2: Not 24 years. Nope. Not 30. Nope. Till that bitch dies. Yep. Your, your ass ain't. And probably you're probably going to be buried in the popper's field right here in this fucking prison. To this date, Knight
1: still maintains her innocence and refuses to accept responsibility. Catherine Knight has appealed her sentence before and was denied almost immediately. The ink wasn't even dry on oh, her Stop signing. Stop it. And they're like, You need to quit playing so much, Bob. You're Stop crazy. running this bullshit paperwork down here.
2: You're crazy girl. The
1: <laughs> Go home. You know what? Tell them it took two hours. Take a long lunch, Bob.
2: <laughs> it's like when I get an email, where can like, people get uh, people? I love your brand, blah, 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 blah. Can I help represent it? And I'll look at it like there. We have like guidelines on. Who we will consider and who we won't. It'll be like somebody with like 10 (laughs) followers. That's what it makes me think of. As of
1: the most recent article I could find, which was, you know, late 21 or early 22. The hoe's still alive. And she is serving her life sentence at Silverwater Women's Correctional Center. And I tried to find like her mugshot. How old is she now? She was born in 55, 54. Let me see. She was born in 55.
2: Damn. She's still alive. Still kicking. My dad's just two years younger than her. And you can, um, there. she
1: was covered in, a, um, they did a thing about like inmate life and like prison reform and whatnot about uh, prisons in Australia. And they talk about her in there and what her life's like in there. But I didn't care to look at it too much. I, I listened to a bit about it, and then I was like, fuck this. I don't care about this hoe and how she's living her life there. Because
2: what she did was just... Fucking... Which she did it to a lot of people, too. Yeah. And her kids are suffered, have suffered probably because of it. Oh, man.
1: The I only if her
2: kids even grew up to have any kind of normalcy in their life.
1: I mean, on a side note, because... Uh... I feel bad even saying this, but it's me, so it is what it is. Um, she did such a good job of removing his skin that they were able to put it back on him. Tuck that away and put that in your dreams tonight when you go to sleep.
2: His face is lit over to the left. <laughs> How do you keep it attached? What are you going to, like, gorilla glue that shit? I probably just stuffed him,
1: you know, a styrofoam <laughs> stuffed him mannequin styrofoam. head in
2: there. <laughs> I feel like at that point you just have a cremation
1: oh yeah I mean I get it thank um, god his kids didn't eat him oh my god how could you live if you did how could you live with yourself if you knew that you ate your father and a stew that your stepmother cooked for you
2: and they also say when you um, eat human meat that you uh, yearn for it after that it's kind of an old life tale. So, like, I'd be like, it's oh,
1: probably no. said to try to help avoid people from ever trying human flesh.
2: I mean, you don't have to try too hard it's for Just me. like <laughs> crack.
1: You do it once. That's it. It's all you want after that.
2: Heroin, it's those things. They get real, like, wrapped up real quick.
1: So, that was, you know, very tough at the end, but
2: fun all the way up to there. <laughs> fun every bit of it. Yeah. Wow. I enjoyed that thoroughly. That was excellent. You did an excellent job on that. Thank you. Thank I you. feel like I only had like a little of what she was and that is a whole fucking now picture. Now you know it all. That's like so many shades of crazy. <laughs> so many. I remember when we worked at the I worked at the sheriff's office, we'd always say 1076 because that means crazy people. It's 1076 right there, baby. 100% she was. <laughs> but on a happy note, go ahead, plug us, Jen. So whatever you're listening to, whether it be Spotify, Apple, don't forget to rate and subscribe. Find us on our social media, Instagram, Facebook, TikToks. If you have your own close to home stories, fall in our DMs. Let us know about it. Because you all already know I'm nosy. Right, and if you love us, and you really, really want to rep us. We got some merch, too. Get or if there's merch. some merch that we don't have that you're thinking about, let us know. We'll see what we can do. Yeah. Uh, we love to please. We aim to please. <laughs> and until next time. Stay
1: safe. Keep your head on a swivel. Oh, and y'all, don't bring it too close to home like this. Mm-mm. Don't, don't
2: do it. I know sometimes your husband gets on your nerves. I get, I get it. 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 I get it. I relate. But we ain't eating people. Not today. That's, it's or a tomorrow. no-go for the cannibalism. Yeah. Because as Jennifer Check. said, you get a craving <laughs> for it after that. <laughs> you get a craving <laughs> for it. You turn into a Wendigo. And if we recall our <laughs> Wendigo series... <laughs> There's almost no coming back from that shit. There Maybe really is you going to be hungry for the rest of your life because that's how you're going to be hungry for the rest of your life. True. I don't want horns and shit. Mm, no. Although I do love the cold. Although I would like to be in the woods alone. Mm, yes. Bye. Bye. <laughs> If you enjoyed this episode of Too Close to Home, don't forget to rate and subscribe to us on most platforms. Follow us on our social media at Too Close Home Pod on Facebook, at Too Close Podcast on Instagram, or if you have your own Too Close to Home experience, shoot us your story at tooclosetohome at yahoo.com. Thanks for listening.